do the world a favor and believe in your greatness. Welcome to today's morning news briefing. My name is Mr. Rick. Good morning. BBI signature tune that is what is on the standard this morning. Meet us at the ballot in the clearest signal yet that Kenya is now headed for a contested referendum. Raila, accompanied by CSS Matiangi and Wamalo, meets Western governors and declares that collection of signatures starts this week. But Ruto's allies decry a, a rushed BBI process. That is page six. COVID-19 is clearly ravaging our nation with alarming increases in infections and deaths. We should stop everything and mobilize every human material and financial resource to fight it. That is what the Deputy President William Ruto tweeted yesterday. Alarm has neglected medics call for strike for strike. That is the top part of the newspaper. COVID nineteen left to fight a killer pandemic without adequate PPE and compensation. Doctors, nurses and clinicians give strike notice. The story is on page eight. Fees dilemma as CS calls talks on school calendar. Stakeholders to confront challenge of new dates compressing 2020 and 2021 lessons and the fees. That is page two. Revealed scandal of 500,000 ghost pupils. That is the daily nation this morning. Matungu MP's last moments. That is also in the newspaper, the daily nation newspaper. That is what we have we have in our newspapers this morning. And going into our headlines, doctors issue 21-day strike ultimatum as union loses 10 members to COVID-19. Doctors have given the government 21 days to ensure the plight of medics and other healthcare workers are resolved, failure to which they will call for a nationwide strike. The doctors under the Kenya Medical Practitioners, Pharmacists and Dentist Union now want the government to provide standard and adequate personal protective equipment to all healthcare workers in all healthcare facilities, including private. MP Shah appoints Dr. Tosif Dean as Chief Executive Officer. The Board of MP Shah Hospital on Sunday announced the appointment of Dr. Tosif Dean as the Chief Executive Officer effective immediately. Dr. Tosif brings close to two decades of diverse experience in finance and health management. Until her appointment, she held senior positions at the hospital, including the Finance Department, as the Head of Finance and later as the Chief Operating Officer. Veteran radio presenter Leonard Mambo Botella was on Saturday finally discharged from the Nairobi South Hospital after President Uhuru Kenyatta settled his bill. Botella, who was admitted at the facility on October 29, 2020, had been had by Friday accumulated a bill of one million one hundred and five thousand four hundred and ninety eight point seven eight Kenya shillings according to a letter by the hospital's human resource manager Stephen Mutavi. Thirty-eight students have tested positive for COVID-19 at Cabernet Boys High School. This is according to Baringo County Commissioner Henry Wafula. Thirty-eight boys tested positive on Saturday, November 14, and have been isolated within the school. On sports, Kenya lose in Comoros. 
Kenya laws in Comoros, sorry, to leave Afcon dream in tatters. Kenya's Arambe stars lost 2-1 to Comoros Sunday evening in Moroni to leave their quest of grace in the 2022 Africa Cup of Nations finals to be hosted in Cameroon hanging by the thread. The outcome means Kenya must garner maximum points in the two left matches against Egypt and Togo and hope that the other matches go its way to have the remote possibly possibility of making it through the showpiece. And in on international news, millionaire preacher Shepard Bushiri flees South Africa before trial, a well-known Christian preacher that has skipped bail in South Africa and failed the country. Shepard Bushiri, who had previously said he wanted to clear his name, has now returned to his home country, Malawi, with his wife Mary. Earlier this month, they were released on bail after being charged with fraud and money laundering. Northern India chokes on toxic smog day after Diwali festival. Hundreds of millions of Indians in North India woke up on Sunday to toxic air following Diwali, the Hindu festival of lights, after many revelers defied bans on using firecrackers to celebrate. The capital, New Delhi, was blanketed with a thick haze with the average pollution level of nine times over nine times what is considered safe by the WHO. Delhi's chief minister had banned the use and sale of firecrackers ahead of Diwali, but the policy has been difficult to implement. And in the United States, Joe Biden has spent these early days as president-elect pleading with Americans to pay attention to, to the relentless surge of COVID-19, with deaths averaging more than 1,000 a day in the past week, as President Donald Trump continues to ignore the deepening crisis and touts the promises of yet-to-be-approved vaccines as his panacea. Trump, uh, Donald Trump has seemingly acknowledged for the first time that his Democratic rival Joe Biden won the U.S. presidential election, but also reiterated his unsubstantiated claims of widespread election fraud. He won because the election was rigged. That is what Donald Trump tweeted. Despite losing the November 3rd election, Trump has so far refused to concede. And those are the headlines this morning. My name is Mr. Rick. Have a wonderful day. If you find yourself stressed and overwhelmed, then take a break. It's that simple. Welcome to today's morning news briefing. My name is Mr. Week. Good morning. Race to save the lost year, that is the Daily Nation, the first page, the first page of the Daily Nation. Tuju, we want Uhuru at helm of Jubilee after 2022. And in terms of that, uh, in terms of the headline, Race to save the lost year, on education, some 1.9 million learners to sit KCPE and KCSE examinations. 2023, this is the year in the month of January when regular school terms are expected to resume. What new school calendar means, that is the standard newspaper this morning. On education candidate, candidates, sorry, candidates to sit final exams in March, new academic year to start in July, 
parents face back-to-back -back fees deadlines as ministry pushes to make up for lost time. You will find that story on pages 6 and 7. Farmers launch coffee yogurt, uh, that is page 19. Ruto hosts MCAs in new wave of BBI talks. Still on the standard newspaper, Deputy President meets ward representatives at his current home a week after cancelling rallies due to COVID-19 search. The story is on page 4. Inside Nairobi's baby buying ring, that is page 2 and 3 of the standard still. Uh, a BBC investigation reveals how babies are being stolen and sold for as little as 45,000 shillings by a cartel targeting vulnerable mothers. And in our headlines this morning, President Kenyatta calls for peaceful resolution of Ethiopia conflict. He has urged parties to the, to the ongoing internal conflict in Ethiopia to find peaceful means to end the crisis. The president cautioned against a full-blown conflict in the country, saying Kenya and Ethiopia have for long served as anchor states for regional peace and stability. Deputy President William Ruto has said the country is headed to a lose-to-lose outcome from, from the Building Bridges Initiative BBI unless the hardline position taken by some of those steering the process is relaxed. He regretted that the costly two-year product had, had turned out to be highly controversial and with so many glaring gaps. The Ministry of Education has announced January 4, 2021 as the official reopening date for all schools, including international schools. Education Cabinet, uh, Cabinet Secretary Professor George Magoa made the announcement on Monday, hours after holding brief with education sector stakeholders. The Ethics and Anti-Corruption Commission has invited you Uasin-Gishu County Director of Education Gitonga Mbaka to record a statement following alleged unethical conduct by CS George Magoha. In a statement on Monday, ESCC said the commission has reason to believe you have information that may assist in investigation. This is after the CSO's last week captured on cam camera insulting Mbaka at Langas Primary School over the alleged poor state of the school. Sonko dares Uhuru as he vows to block NMS cash. Paralysis is looming in Nairobi after embattled Governor Mike Sonko vowed to deny funds to President Uhuru Kenyatta-backed Nairobi Metropolitan Services in an all-out attack on NMS that reveals the vicious battle for the control of the city's billions. Sonko said he was ready to brave the intimidation, blackmail, and orders from above, in quotes, to release cash to an aphomous body. The dark days are over. That is what he was saying. We will not allow anybody to bridge the law. Personally, going forward, I will not allow any intimidation from anyone. That is what Sonko said. The question is U-turn. Traffic police to accept digital driving license. Motorists risk being fined 1,000 shillings if they fail to prove that they have a driving license. During a Q&A session on Monday, IG Hilary Mutiambai said a motorist can show a digital DL as proof of being a licensed driver. But after producing a soft copy, a motorist will have to show a hard copy within 24 hours. Boda Boda Hailing Company Safe Boda has announced its exit from the Kenya and 
market effective from November 27, 2020. In a statement issued on Monday, the technology-driven startup said the COVID-19 pandemic had weighed heavily on its operations, turning its business and sustainability into the future a going concern. Safe Border has made a very difficult decision to pause rights and send services from November 27, 2020. Bus stops, restaurants, gyms, hotels, potential COVID-19 super spread at places. That is what a study shows. Published in the journal Nature on Tuesday last week, the study suggests that reducing the maximum occupancy in such places, including restaurants, gyms, cafes, and hotels can slow the spread of illness sustainability. A new vaccine that protects against COVID-19 is nearly 95% effective, early data from U.S. company Moderna shows. The results come hot on the heels of similar results from Pfizer and add to growing confidence that vaccines can help end the pandemic. Both companies used a highly innovative and experimental approach to designing their vaccines. Eswatini Prime Minister Ambrose Lamini has tested positive for COVID-19 and is self-isolating at home, he said in a government statement on Sunday. Lamini is asymptomatic and feeling well, he added. The landlocked South African nation, formerly known as Swaziland, was among the last in the world to record a COVID-19 death in late April. Elon Musk's personal fortune rockets after eventful week. After an eventful week for a tech entrepreneur Elon Musk, his personal fortune has shot up by more than $15 billion, that is U11.3 billion euros. On Monday, it was announced that his electric car company Tesla has been accepted into the S&P 500, a major U.S. stock market index. This comes after his rocket company SpaceX sent four astronauts into space. On top of testing COVID positive for COVID-19, sorry, Mr. Musk is poised to become the world's third richest person. And those are the headlines this morning. My name is Mr. Rick. Have a wonderful day.